It has been inspiring to see how individuals, families, and communities have found ways to help one another throughout 2020. At Catholic Charities, we usually have 35 to 40 events a year where we gather and enjoy time together in support of important programs and services while raising critical funds that allow us to respond to the growing number of people who are in need of the most basic necessities in life. Many of our events are now virtual. If you would like to be a sponsor for one of these events, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Also, visit us at catholiccharities.net slash events and follow us on social media too. We so look forward to when we can resume our events in person and reconnect with our friends and partners throughout Chicagoland. For now, please consider donating to Catholic Charities so our vital work can continue. Thousands of people in Chicago count on Catholic Charities every day. Please help us help them today. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. Listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. to another broadcast of Diakonia, a call to service. Diakonia is the Greek word for service. It's also the root word for deacon. I am delighted to be here with you today. My name is Deacon Richard Hudzik, and I am privileged to serve the Archdiocese of Chicago as vicar for deacons. I also get to work and pray with the good people of Westchester, Illinois, at the parish known as Mary, Mother of Divine Grace. And as we've been doing during the course of the COVID-19 era, uh, joining us uh, via telephone remotely, phoning in from the, the warm embrace of his home, I think you're at home, is uh, Associate Director of the Office, Deacon Dave Brensick, who is, uh, as I say, Associate Director and Deacon at Holy Guardian Angels Parish in Brookfield and LaGrange Park. Good day to you, David. Are you there? everyone. Okay, that's so far so good. So we'll keep we'll keep keep rolling with the good luck here. 
Uh, what we're going to talk about today is uh, is work, and we'll answer the uh, the complete questions about work. I'm being ironic here, but I, I do want to talk about work. It's theology, and to help us in this endeavor, we've invited uh, two deacons to to join uh, Dave and me. And sitting across the uh, table in the studio is Deacon Dennis Roback. Uh, good day to you, Dennis. Good morning, Richard. Okay, I know you're here because I can see you. Uh, and remotely, we have joining us Deacon Jim Norman. Jim, are you there? I'm here. Good morning. Okay, that's four for four. All right, we're ready to roll. We should maybe just hang it up now and, and call it a day. Uh, but uh, we will we will continue on. Uh, Dave, everybody knows you because our devoted listeners are, are always tuning in. So you're you and I are old news. But uh, Dennis, uh, tell us uh, something about yourself, where you serve, what you do, uh, parish, year of ordination, that kind of basic biographical stuff. Got it. Well, good to be here with you, Deacon Richard. Uh, again, Dennis Robeck. Uh, my home parish is St. Mary's in Evanston. Uh, I'm uh, born and bred out of Evanston. I was ordained in uh, 2006, and I would say up until uh, this year when we'll ordain 27 deacons, my class was the largest uh, of in recent times, so happy to be here. Uh, at the parish, um, my basic ministry is uh, RCIA um, and a parent formation for baptism, uh, and I am the director in my uh my day job, my second job, I guess we'll, we'll call it. I am the director of vicariate operations in Vicariate 1, and I have served in the same capacity in Vicariates 3 and 5 uh, over my 19 years here at the Archdiocese. Uh, and I'm also privileged in my spare time uh, to serve as a master of ceremonies to uh, Bishop Joseph Perry. So a full schedule uh, when I'm not doing certain things. So happy to be here this great, morning. Great, great to have you. And uh, Jim, uh, tell us about yourself. Uh, Deacon Jim Norman, ordained in 2013 after a 33-year career in corporate America, um, celebrating five years with the Archdiocese of Chicago as Director of Vicariate Operations. One of Dennis's counterparts, my Vicariate is Vicariate 6, working directly with Bishop Perry. Uh, my parish is on the west side of Chicago, Our Lady of Sorrows Basilica, uh, and my focus areas there are the Outreach Ministry and then the Mercy Ministry, which is a community, a com uh, community of homeless uh, on the south side of Chicago. Uh, that I spend time with. Okay, very good, very good. Now, I just, uh, this is a little bit off topic, but uh, I want to check with, with Dennis. But, uh, Jim, you told me before we got on the air that Vicariate 6 was better than Vicariate 1. Is that... <laughs> Well, well, Dennis. Dennis always always refers to Vicariate as the number one Vicariate, oh, okay, and, yeah. and it is Vicariate one. Okay, uh, yeah. we we do agree on that. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but beyond that, it's yes. Okay, and All of right. course, and of course, we're located up in God's country, so it's wonderful territory. We, we may dispute on that issue, okay. figuring that everything is God's kingdom. You got it. I, I'm with you, Jim. All right, so here's my ambition for today, and I, I hope you'll join, uh, join me in this. But I want to talk about, about work. It's something that we spend an extraordinary amount of time on uh, and, and what, what work is. Um, if there's anything holy about work, or is work just some kind of drudgery that uh, we get through in order to live the real part of our life. What's uh, what's the significance, the moral significance of 
of, of work? Is there anything of eternal significance about work? Does this have anything to do with our salvation, or again, is it just something that we grit our teeth and, and get through? And then finally, I want to talk about the, uh, what a faith-filled perspective on work might be, what, uh, how we can, uh, for lack of a better word, how we can redeem work. And uh, rather than proceed one by one through these, I thought we'd just go crazy and try to do all three of them at the same time. And I think as we proceed through some, uh, some, some questions I have for, uh, for the four of us, um, I think gradually they'll emerge. Uh, my hope is that we'll have emerged some some notion as to uh, the fact that that work is indeed sacred and it is salvific. So I'm going to ask our two guests, uh, Dennis and Jim, uh, and and with due due regard for the fact that maybe your uh, your, your your employers are listening in, but um, if you guys won the lottery today, would you quit work? tomorrow why or why not uh probably not if uh if you find yourself uh becoming idle uh i think you grow old a lot faster but i you know i look at it uh that work provides uh, an individual with a sense of uh perhaps personal identity and gives an individual a sense of purpose and so uh you know, if, if you devoid yourself of, of that, of the interactions of, of your f- uh, fellow employees or whatever you, situations you find yourself in, I think there's a, a, a certain piece that is uh, missing there. And again, I think work, uh, yes, in some circumstances can be a drudgery, but in others, I think it is um, doing God's work. We are called uh, to embrace it. Uh, God values our work. And so I think it's very important that, you know, we look at it from from that perspective. Okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Jim, uh, are you going to uh, pack your bags and head for the Bahamas or uh, are you going to stick around and, and be Devo, Devo for a Vicariate 6 when you win the lottery? Yeah, well, actually, I've been very fortunate and blessed after a 33-year career in early retirement. I actually failed retirement the first time okay. uh, and then signed up to be uh, director of Vicariate Operations with the Archdiocese of Chicago. I agree. Like Dennis, um, I think Victor Frankel kind of captured it best when he said that, you know, man's search for meaning can be found in three places, work, experience, and relationships. So we certainly find meaning in our work. Mm -hmm. And then I think for Christians, we also find purpose in our work, Um, kind of living out God's call using our gifts and talents. So if I won the lottery, I would continue to work. It would allow me to continue to find meaning and purpose and build God's kingdom and hopefully um, do more with the funds that come in for those less fortunate. And and donate your paycheck back to the archdiocese. That's a beautiful thing, Jim. Well, maybe not to the diocese, okay. but okay. <laughs> but to, to other certainly worthy causes. Beautiful. beautiful. And well, Dave, it come down uh, then, you think? Dave, Dave, I'm not even going to person has. Dave, I'm not even going to ask you that question because I know that you have the ideal job and this sort of thing would never enter your your head, but That's uh, true. But go I ahead. Mean, I just it, I just talked about it. Come down you. to the attitude a person has towards their work. If they feel that they're doing something meaningful, sure, sure, I, th- I think it does, and uh, we're going to be uh, headed off to a break shortly. And when we when we come back, I I, I do want to pursue that. And l- let me set it up before we do go. Uh, and Dave, what you raise is a question I wanted to get to. 
And that, a number of years ago, I had written a, uh, a, a master's project on uh, the meaning of work, and I was waxing eloquent about it and uh, how great work is. And in the audience of a presentation I had was a married old sister who uh, had long years of experience in Central America. And she asked me this question about, you know, that's, that's great uh, what you say about work, but what about the man who makes his living by selling chiclets or sticks of gum or little trinkets uh, on the streets in Honduras? Um, is that work meaningful? Can he hope to have that be creative? And it, it, it kind of stopped me. Um, and so I think all four of us are, are you know, we're, we're blessed to have these, these really great jobs where we do have the ability to be creative. But what do we say to our parishioners, our, our fellow Christians, our fellow companions on this journey through life who, who don't have that kind of job, where it's, it's physically demanding or psychologically, uh, you know, just, just takes it out of you? What, what, what do we say to those people about the meaningfulness of work? Any ideas out there? Don't all jump in at the same time. But uh, uh, so we're going we're gonna to he head for a break uh, shortly. But in that, that meaningfulness, let me, uh, I'm getting a signal. We've still got another minute or so. Um, how do we balance this idea of our finding meaning versus somebody who is doing something that we just can't imagine ourselves doing? Is there any, any ability to offer any 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 comfort to that, that person? Any, any, any ideas on that? I, I would say that uh, no matter where life takes you, uh, I think it's important that our work experiences, whether it's in the corporate world, or as uh, you've said, uh, Richard, uh, selling chiclets uh, on the street, I think, you know, our work experience, and I'm going to call that work because, again, that is, uh, uh, you know, that's subsistence to, to that individual and perhaps his family, but it's it gives a person some personal identity, a purpose, the relationships with perhaps his his own faith. And no matter how minimal uh, the work might be, God values our work, and we are all called to, to embrace it, whatever that might be. And so I think it's important, whether you're up there in the corporate offices or there on the streets, uh, again, the dignity of the individual whoever or whatever that individual is doing. Also, I think uh, to add on to what Dennis said, our work draws us into relationship with others. So I've worked with people on the assembly line in, in manufacturing situations, and I've been on the assembly line. All right, and, and Jim, Jim, I'm going to jump right in here, uh, getting a signal to go to the break, and then we're going to pick that up when, when we come back. So okay. thanks, Jim. got a great idea for you. While your kids are adjusting to being back in school, they can also help brighten the day for one of the thousands of our senior clients. Invite your kids to write a short letter or a poem or make a drawing or tell a few jokes on paper. Then all they need to do is put it in an envelope, add a stamp, and address it to Catholic Home Care Senior Surprise. 
2601 West Marquette Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60629. That's Catholic Home Care Senior Surprise, 2601 West Marquette Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60629. These letters will mean so much to the seniors who open them, and your child will have that wonderful feeling inside that comes when you reach out in kindness to someone else. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. Hi, this is Bob Gilligan, Executive Director of the Catholic Conference of Illinois and current board chair of Aid for Women. I'm inviting you to a special event, a virtual fundraiser on October 7th at 7 p.m. This year's speaker will be Ben Watson, former NFL football player and Super Bowl champion. He's also the executive producer of a recently released film, Divided Hearts of America, a film that he hopes will change the nature of the debate about abortion in America. In addition, this year, we're honored to be presenting an award to Virginia McCaskey, owner of the Chicago Bears. For more information, go to www.aidforwomenlive.com. That's www.aidforwomenlive.com. Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic Charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers! second half of Diaconia, A Call to Service. This is Deacon Richard Hudzik, and I'm joined today, uh, as always, with the, uh, by Deacon Dave Brensick, Associate Director of the Diaconate Office, and joining us as special guests today, uh, Deacon Dennis Roback, who's in the studio with me, and phoning in from River Forest is Deacon Jim Norman. So we're back, and we're tangling with the question of, of work, its significance, its salvific value it's it's meaningfulness to us and just before the break jim you were starting in on the capacity for work to involve us with others do you, you want to expand on, on that any yeah i was just sharing uh, you know through the 33 years of experience 
Um, I've worked all in all types of jobs, and some of those like manufacturing jobs uh, where you have to pack boxes or you're slicing meat or you're delivering supplies to a line or you're loading trucks. We're brought in contact with others. And I just used, and I was thinking of an example of this group of employees that I knew from Oscar Mayer here in Chicago, which has been closed more than 20 years. They still get together every year. Because through that work, although mundane, hard, 40 degrees, earplugs, wet floors, they develop strong relationships. So while we're at work, we can show up as Christ for one another, show up as friends with care and compassion for one another, and show that in numerous ways within our work. And I think on the other point, you talked about the creativity. Is that possible in all types of work? I think it is. I've seen it. I think we have to look for it, and, and I know sometimes it's hard, and as Dennis said, there are aspects of our work that is mundane, and we have to do it, and you can't add value, but I, I don't think we should give up looking for creativity within the frame of our work responsibilities and looking for connection of our work to others that we find ourselves uh, in connection with in the workplace. No, that's, that's good, uh, and, and some reading that I've, I've done on the topic of work uh, makes reference to work being an involvement in three different sorts of relationships with with yourself as you challenge yourself and maybe work on your own job skills, which translate into life skills. The relationship with others, as as you're mentioning, Jim, in, uh, with the uh, uh, at the meat packing plant, and also a relationship with with creation itself, so that we. Uh, become co-creators with with God and in, in transforming the world. So, you know, yeah. and I, I go I, ahead. I think it's you know it's important too that we that each individual has to realize that no matter where what we do, where we're placed in society, that what we do has to be looked upon as an honorable endeavor. Uh, and work is a form of worship to God, knowing that God values that work and how we can then help spread God's kingdom amongst our our colleagues, uh, co-workers, and just society in general. I think, you know, if we keep that into, in perspective, I think that, that might just be half the challenge uh, of, of what we do. No, that's, that's good. And one of my... Uh when I do an infant baptism, which is the only kind of baptism a deacon should be doing, um, you know, we, we anoint the child as priest, prophet, and king. And I'm, I'm fascinated by that, that uh, three-part uh, uh, ministry that, that every Christian person has, priest, prophet, and king. And I want to throw it out to, to the three of you, but um, I want to make the connection between being anointed Christian king, uh, relate that to... Uh, the, the beauty of work or the, uh, the, t- the task of work. Uh, does anybody want to come along with me on, on that kind of connection? And if not, I'll make it for you. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I was going to say, if, if we come in as kind of the king, is Christ, number one, ruling our life, and can that be seen in how we order our lives in our work and in our relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, so that God's kingdom, Christ, the kingdom of, of God, is seen and visible. Um, it could be proclaimed, but it's probably better in actions and in words, shown in care and compassion and honesty and integrity, one for another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I think, you know, each Sunday at Mass, when uh, as deacons we send uh, the community out into the world, we've heard uh, God speak to us in, in Scripture and that. So how do we take that and manifest that in, in everything that we say and do on the street? Uh, and I think, you know, that's the, that's the gist of everything. We come together as community. We celebrate God's gifts uh, that each of us bring to the table. But then how do we thrive from one another and share that back out into into our communities i think you know that's key and and, and that's the the work uh whether it's a paid job or it's uh somebody who's at home uh you know r- running the household that's i understand that's work too changing uh, diapers changing, washing diapers doing right. all this stuff yeah right so are we gonna do we dare call that uh holy and sacred and and soul saving sorts of work um, I think we do. Uh, you know, I, th- I think uh, we also, all of us, face a challenge of how am I going to live or demonstrate my faith in the workplace? Now, there's a fine line, of course, of, of trying to do that, you know, especially being a secular you know, workplace. But do people know that I am a Christian? Um, in my former uh, job, before I had the, joined the diaconate office, I worked in the newsroom, and you know it was it was uh, people you know knew that I was a deacon, not that I flaunted it, but I had people who would come up to me and ask me to pray for them if they were going through a difficult situation or they had a loved one who was ill, and that was. It was always something that um, you, know, you, you tried to balance, but it, it was a challenge to, to be that presence, that Christian voice that, that would, sometimes you had to speak out. And, of course, there could be ramifications to that also, right. but that's what we're all called to do. Yeah, and, and deacon, deacon or not, you know, I think. Right. But right. it's because you're the deacon, it's... Uh, Oh, in a sense, more conspicuous. But is it not our challenge as deacons to say, "Hey, you know, we all, uh, we all, are anointed priest, prophet, and king." So, you know, as a priestly people, we're all called to pray for each other. But uh, I grant you that we we find ourselves uh, reticent to do that, um, the the, the non-deacon, um, and, and you do walk a line between. You know, making your presence known and, and not overwhelming, uh, overwhelming the workplace with your, uh, with who you are, with your, right. your title. Yeah. Well, even you know, even in in my own personal setting here, working uh, as the director of vicariate operations. So obviously, a church setting. You know, I sometimes find I have to catch myself that I know what business principles are and how do you apply that to parish operations uh, and sort. And so I catch myself because I want. You know, I, I know I have to execute certain things. There's certain goals that have, have been given to me uh, for more efficient and, and effective operations. But I have to sometimes take a step back and say, hey, you know, there's a pastoral aspect to this. And so how do you balance uh, the two to, to achieve uh, the goals that have been given to, to me? And I think what you haven't uh, said, uh, Richard, is, you know, sometimes work is not going to be fun. Sometimes there are going to be difficult situations, difficult people. 
Sometimes they're going to be sacrificed. Sometimes you're going to feel like you're not working up to your potential or not in the right role or you got overlooked for a role or the unfairness in wages, whatever that is. All of that can be offered up. And if we think God has a plan and a will and a purpose for our lives, we've got to connect to that at that moment and figure out how that can help and grow us. Right, right. You know, and uh, strange as it may seem, sometimes we're looking for uh, for suffering in, in a sense, as strange as that may seem, as I say. But to connect the, say, the impossible boss that we're working for or just inhumane situations in a, in a workplace that we, for the time being, have to endure. You know, if you're looking for suffering, boy, there it is in spades. Is, is that not the case? And so um, it's as real and painful as, uh, as a physical ailment that, uh, that we need to come to terms with. And so the drudgery, the, the boredom, uh, the tough stuff about a job, the exhaustion, uh, mental or physical, um, that's all very real uh, and very, very concrete in a, in a person's life. And, you know, like the good things, we, we take the bad things as well and, and see God's hand in that as well. So um, we're getting close to the end. I hear the background music uh, coming at us. So I want to thank you all for uh, engaging in this conversation and know that there's, there's much, much more to be said. But the work that you do, paid, unpaid, whatever, it's all holy. It can all be lifted up to the Lord for our salvation. And we give thanks to him each and every day for the opportunity to work with him in his beautiful creation. God bless you all. God bless. Thank you thank very you. much. Thank you. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.